Oh yeah, it is time to bring it down with Rita. One thing that I see time and time again is that when it comes to taking action in your business, there's an awful lot of panic and not enough disco. And that happens because there are so many ways to do so many things. If you aren't intentional with your time, then you're going to find yourself in this never-ending loop of doing the hustle. And the hustle, I mean, that's pretty old school. And while there's so much info on what you should do and why you should do it, barely anyone is showing you how to. So in these Break It Down episodes, I take a concept or a strategy and give you step-by-step instructions on doing it a little bit of why, and a whole lot of how, and that is a promise. These episodes are designed to be focused and short so that you can implement it all today, because we all know it is action that ultimately creates results. Get ready to get your groove on, because it is time to break it down. Today, I am giving you the skinny on getting more visible, but not only getting more visible, getting visible in a way that feels good, because that is a necessary component of attracting ideal clients. So I'm going to tell you today how you can get more visible in a way that feels really good so that you attract your ideal clients with ease. Now, if you've never listened to a Break It Down episode before, welcome. These episodes are short. These are designed to give you the how. So the last episode, I talked about this topic about getting visible. And I talked about what it really means to step into the spotlight of your business. And more importantly, what it doesn't mean (laughs) to step into the spotlight and why doing it is vital for the health of your business. And we dove deep into that topic. And we hit upon the real reasons why people don't want to get visible. Like, there are a lot of surface level reasons that people say, oh, my hair doesn't look good. I don't like the way I talk. Like, all of these reasons that I don't want to be salesy. There are all of these surface level reasons that people say that they don't want to get visible. But in the last episode, we talked about the real reasons why people don't want to be seen and how to identify what your real reasons are. Or even if you think, hey, I'm getting visible, Rita. Like I'm out there. I'm doing my thing. I'm being seen. How to identify if the way that you're doing it and your mindset behind it is keeping you stuck. So if you skipped over that episode or if this is your first one, I really do think that you should stop go back to that episode and listen because this one will make a lot more sense because today I'm going to give you simply step-by-step instructions, or I guess really just take you step-by-step through how to do it, how to get visible in a way that feels good, in a way that attracts your ideal clients. And I'm going to guide you through a series of questions so that you have your visibility formula that you can use today, like all of the ingredients, what you need to start getting seen in a way that attracts all the right people to you today. So again, I'm just going to stress this one more time. I'm just taking you through questions. That's about what you're you're going to hear next. I'm going to group them a little bit and say, question one, question two, question three, because that's what this is. Just break it down. Here are the questions you need to answer, and I'll take your answers, 
go forth in the world (laughs) and start getting visible. Go get seen. But if you're like, why these questions? Why these answers? Why is this part of getting visible? Why is this part of my visibility formula? Then you definitely need to go back to last week's episode. So are you ready? Let's just dive right into it. I think it is important to revisit one thing from last week's episode, and that's the main concept or the the main thing to remember and understand as we work through this, because you have this desire, but the people watching you also have this desire. In fact, I think like everybody in the world really has this desire. So what is it? It's a desire to feel connected, valued, and understood. So think about it. Don't you want to feel connected to other people? Don't you want to feel like you're valued? Don't you love feeling understood? I know I do. And I know that it can get really frustrating when you feel like that's not happening, when you feel like that's not happening with your friends, when you feel like that's not happening with your spouse or your family, and especially when you feel like it's not happening with your community or your audience or your peers, that people just aren't really connecting to you. They don't really appreciate the value that you're bringing. They don't really fully understand. And that's showing up with maybe referrals that aren't a good fit or sales calls that feel like they're just, they're frustrating to you because it's not really the right person for you to work with, right? This, This shows up in a variety of ways. And you get frustrated because it's going against that desire, right? Like it's not fulfilling the desire that you have, that desire, again, to feel connected, to feel valued, and to feel understood. So for you to have that, for you to feel those things, for you to actually have that happen so that you're connected to people, you are valued by them, and you are understood by them, you have to be seen by them. Like There's no other way around it. You're gonna have to be seen. But more importantly, You can't just be seen. You have to be seen as your authentic self. You have to be seen for who you are. And that's where we're going to start. Because when we're in the spotlight in this way, being authentic, being seen, being seen authentically, however you want to word it. But when that is happening, people are seeing you and the right people are connecting, valuing, and understanding. And those are the people that then will be able to be helped and have a life change. So that's where we're going to start. How can you show up and be seen, but be seen authentically for who you really are? And the first thing that we have to do is that self-inventory. You might have heard this. Maybe it was actually like a handful of episodes ago. The, the Not the whole thing I'm about to say, guys, but like this part of it is is part of what differentiates you from other people. So I think it was like four episodes ago or something. I started like a whole series on how to differentiate yourself in a noisy and crowded marketplace. So this is a piece of it. If you did that, great. Go back, grab the answers. If not, now's your time. We're going to kind of dive into a little mini self-inventory. So what is that? Well, I hope you have your journal, your paper, your pen. Get your finger ready for the pause button because these are the questions that I want you to answer. Okay, the first thing to dive into are your strengths. So what are your strengths? These include things like, well, first you could take something like Clifton Strengths Finder. I love Clifton uh, Strengths Finder. I'm not a Clifton Strengths Finder coach, but you can just Google Clifton Strengths Finder and take their assessment and find out your strengths. There's a book, 
you can learn so much. It's really incredible. So you can do something like that if you really want to get some good, comprehensive information about what your strengths are that might exceed what you would be thinking about your strengths being. The next thing that can really help you uncover your strengths are to think about the compliments that you receive. Go through emails that you've gotten from past bosses, past clients, from friends, from family. What are they saying about you? Think about it. Um, When you've been out and about and somebody comes up to you and says, wow, that was really incredible. Like, what are they commenting on? What What are the threads, like the common thread in the thank yous that you get? When people say, thank you so much for... It might be for a million different things, but what is that commonality? What are the common threads? And also, like, what words are always coming up when people talk about you? So take a few minutes, like, really jot those down, circle words that pop out to you, circle things that, you know, jump out. But that that's going to help you identify your strengths. But after you identify your strengths, we need to identify your skills. So this is slightly different. So again, get that paper, have it in front of you. (laughs) To identify your skills, this is more like going back to your resume, thinking about past jobs, right? What would you have put on your resume? What were your skills? Those are your professional skills. But then think about volunteer experiences. What skills did you have to utilize to fulfill? If you were the president of your church youth group when you were a kid, like what skills did you have to use? Or maybe you volunteered to do your homeowners association newsletter. What skills are you using to make that happen? And don't neglect life experiences. When people think about their skills, they usually keep it to professional or career business type skills. But I really want you to think about your life experiences. Maybe you planned a surprise party like for your grandmother. Maybe it was like a 60th, 70th, you know, surprise party. Well, that that takes a lot of skill to be able to pull that off. You're making travel arrangements, you're coordinating, their logistics are all kinds of things, right? So I really want you to dig into the professional, the volunteer, and life experiences. And from those experiences, ask yourself, what skills did I have to use in order to make all of this happen? And for both of those, your strengths and your skills, I want you to circle or highlight, maybe because you've circled words that have popped out. So you've already been doing that. I'd like you to highlight the ones that you love, that you love using, the skills you love using, the strengths that really call, speak out to you, resonate with you. But now we have to kind of close this piece out with your talents. So what are your talents? Again, slightly different. (laughs) I want you to think back to like your talent show. What did you do for your elementary school talent show? Do you know? (laughs) I, uh, I danced. I can't believe I was allowed to do this, by the way. It was like fourth grade. It had to have been. No, it was third grade. Third grader. Yeah, third grade. And I danced with a friend to a song by Madonna (laughs) called Burning Up for Your Love. (laughs) Now, if you go back and listen to the lyrics of that song... (laughs) I was in third grade, right? Here we are doing somersaults and cartwheels. We're dressed like Madonna, right? We're burning up for our love. But like, like, that's a talent, right? Like that I did in the talent show. I danced. I choreographed, right? I coordinated with another person. I was actually like the lead choreographer. Um, I like did wardrobe, right? I know it sounds silly, but it's true. I really want you to think, what are some talents that you have? Can you sing? 
Are you a great speaker? Can you paint? Are you a writer? And it might not be something visual like that. Are you really good at identifying songs? Are you good at really knowing exactly how to organize something without having to think twice about it? Like, what are your talents? What are some things that you do that people have said, that is so interesting, or that is so incredibly unique, or that's just odd. Maybe you can, my, um, I think it's my cousin or me. I can't remember which one. They can take their tongue and curl it like down and not up. You know, like I can curl my tongue. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I can curl my tongue so that it's up towards the ceiling, but like she can curl her tongue down. It's my aunt can curl her tongue down. That's crazy, right? But it's like, what are some odd things that you can do? What are these things that you have inherited that you've just always naturally been good at um, or you've learned? Think about your hobbies. Think about how you show up in the world. So after you go through these questions, you now have your strengths, you have your skills, and you have your talents. So we're starting to get to know who you are. But there's another layer we have to add for this authenticity piece. So the next piece that we're diving into is how do your skills, your strengths, and your talents contribute to serving others? So now we're starting to know about you, but we're talking about authentic you, showing up authentically as yourself. So that means it's not just about you being seen. It's about knowing who you are and what you bring to the table, which is what we just identified. What do you bring to the table? And now we're going to take that and it's like, but because that's not what we're really trying to get to is here's what I have. Here's what I bring to the table. And here is who I'm looking for to join me in this journey, (laughs) to join me in this endeavor, to join me in this process, right? This is what I bring. And this is who I want to have alongside of me for what we're about to do. So we've started figuring out what you bring to the table. Those were the questions you just answered. Now we're going to get into, and who do you want to have join you in the process? And then how do you take those two things and communicate those authentically to attract the right people? So how do your skills, strengths, and talents contribute to serving others? So here are three questions to answer. Number one, what is your purpose? Like, what is the why? Not the why for why you're an entrepreneur, not that why. The why for the work you do. I mean, you could be an entrepreneur running any kind of business and any kind of job. Why are you doing what you do? The thing that you do, what is your purpose there? What is the why for that? Take a little bit and identify that and then come back here. And you're going to answer this question. What are the problems that you're solving specifically? What are the specific tangible problems that people are feeling every single day. Maybe they can't sleep through the night. Maybe they're feeling disconnected from their spouse. Like maybe they feel like they can't pay the bills. Maybe they feel um, like they don't want to go out with their friends. Maybe they, uh, you know, I I don't know, you know. (laughs) So you take a minute and write down what are all of those tangible problems that you solve. And then the third question is to look at your purpose of why you're doing what you're doing and the problems that you solve and ask yourself, how do your strengths, your skills, and your talents connect to that work that you do for others? How are those strengths, those skills, those talents are out of what you identified? Which strengths, which skills, which talents are necessary to fulfill the work that you do, to perform it? to actually have people like solve those problems. Like how do each of those things that you identify, like how do they link 
to actually doing the work and solving the problem. Okay, great. Now we're getting there. We're getting towards the end of your little formula. So what's the next piece? Well, the next piece has to infuse some more of you. So now you know who you are. And now you know about the work you do and how who you are kind of links to the work you do. But now we've got to dig into your beliefs. Like, what do you believe to be true? And the first place we're going to start is what do you believe about your industry? So let's really think about it. You know, this is that point of view piece. This is what is your point of view on certain things in your industry? And a great place to start with this is what makes you really mad right now? When you think about your industry and what's happening and industry trends, what pisses you off? What makes you mad? That's a great way to start identifying your opinions. These are opinion-based. Like, it's my opinion that now your opinion may be founded on fact. I hope it is, right? Like, but not all the time, but like, I hope it is. But this is your opinion. So again, the example I, I give is I used to have a client um, and she is a health coach and she believes you're not eating healthy unless like 95% of your foods contain alkaline or alkaline-based. Like that's founded on science and fact, but not everybody believes it, but it's her opinion that you're not eating healthily unless that is true. So I believe, right, that if you're not being congruent, like you're not going to attract clients. Like there are all kinds of things that are, are founded on solid principles or facts, but ultimately we're making that leap to create like a hypothesis or an opinion. I really want you to start thinking about what's pissing you off in your industry, what's making you mad, what do you want to be different, what do you want to change, what do you think is absolutely true or necessary, right? What is your opinion about what needs to be done for people to have results in what you do? What makes you happy about what you see? What do you want to see more of? What do you wish there was more of in your industry? What do you wish there was less of in your industry? Really dig into that so you can start owning your points of view. Like, here's a point of view. I've shared this one before. I'll share it again. I believe that you can have a completely successful business if what you do solves people's problems, 100%. If you solve people's problems, your business will be successful. Congratulations. However, I believe your business will not be sustainable, meaning it won't last, if what you're doing in your business doesn't make your life better. So if you're making other people's lives better, great, you can have success, but that success is not going to last if what you do doesn't make your life better. Now, that's my opinion, right? It's founded on some real stuff, but ultimately, that's my opinion. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to dig in to that piece, your point of view about your industry. Then we're going to dig into the belief side of your mindset around abundance and around plenty and stepping away from scarcity and making sure that you really believe that there is enough out there for everyone, that everything you want is out there right now, and you just have to find it. So just to recap real quickly, we've gotten really clear about your strengths, what you bring to the table, your strengths, your skills, your talents. And then we ask some questions that allow you to see how those strengths, skills, and talents serve others, how to really pull that out and know how those specifically link to the work that you're doing. And now we're going to infuse that with some opinions, some points of view about your industry so that we can infuse your belief 
in this, when you're talking about how your strengths, skills, and talents link to what you do and why what you do is important and why how you do it is important, we have to infuse that with these beliefs of your opinions and your points of view. But we really need to make sure that your belief around abundance and plenty is intact because that's what allows you to take all of this uncomfortable action. Uh, We went really deep into that in the last episode. So feel free to head back there um, and check it out. Okay. So the way that we uh, talked about doing that was by really practicing gratitude. And I gave you a very specific gratitude exercise at the end of the last episode, which was to start every day just journaling for, I don't know, 10 minutes or whatever, around as much as you can think of that you're grateful for. But don't just say, I'm grateful for water. I'm grateful for this roof over my head. I'm grateful for this computer. I'm grateful for this chance to talk to you. I want you to say, I'm grateful for blank, and I'm grateful that I blank. So I'm grateful for the sunrise, and I'm grateful that I wake up early in the morning to watch it. Because now I'm starting to see how I create this and what skills, strengths, and talents, et cetera, I am using to make it all happen. So that's what we're going to do there. You're going to kind of go into that, just like take a minute, pause it, journal around like why you believe that there's plenty for everyone. There's plenty of work for everyone. There are plenty of clients for you. There's plenty of money for you. All of the right people are there. There's plenty of work to be done. In fact, it's all right around you. You just have to step out and claim it. So do whatever journaling around that that you need to. So we've got, we've done part one, what you bring to the table. And then we've kind of gone to part two. Who do you want to have along for the ride, right? You want to have people along for the ride that have the problems that you solve, but also really resonate with the beliefs that you have. But that's your authentic piece, okay? So now we can be authentically seen, but we still have to be seen. (laughs) Like you still have to be seen by other people. So that means you have to be showing up frequently and consistently over and over and over. And the only way that you're going to do that is if you do it in ways that feel good. Because if it doesn't feel good, you're not going to show up at the level with the level of uh, consistency and frequency that you need for this messaging, for all of the things that you're sharing to reach these people who are your ideal clients, right? So you have to show up frequently, meaning you have to do it in ways that feel good. So your next question to answer is, what are ways that you're showing up and getting visible in your business that you love? Maybe you love speaking. Maybe you love Clubhouse. Maybe you love going networking. Maybe you love going to the coffee shop and just striking up conversations with people. Maybe you love making reels, right? Think about everything that you're doing. What do you love? But then you're going to go to the other side. What do you not love? What are the things that you're either doing or you're thinking about doing, but you're not doing because you don't love them? It could be I don't like stories. Maybe I I love them. I'm just, I love stories. I'm just doing this as an example. Um, I just want to put it out there. I love Instagram stories, guys. And if you're not watching mine, you need to watch mine because I put all kinds of fun things and giveaways and stuff in there, but you're only going to know that if you're watching them. But um, okay, so I love Instagram stories, but let's pretend I don't. If I said, well, I don't love Instagram stories, I might leave it at that. But the next piece I want you to do for what you don't love is ask why. And so it could be like, well, I don't love Instagram stories because I don't like looking at myself, talk to myself on video. I don't like selfies. I don't like doing that. Well, cool. 
is there a way that I can change the process of doing that so that I do love it? And it might be like, oh, well, I could do behind the scenes peaks of a store that I love, or I could interview someone else, or I could ask other people questions, or I could just showcase things that aren't my face. I could, you know, show my office or I could show whatever. So there could be ways that you do it that feel good. But if you just say, I don't like this and you don't get to that next question, you're not going to do it. So what you're going to do is what are all of the ways that you're showing up and getting visible that feel really good? And then you might even identify why do those feel good so that you can replicate that. But then for all of the ways that aren't feeling good, can you change the process? Can you change how you're doing it so that it could feel good? And then I want you to go and inventory like all of your posts, your newsletters, your Instagram posts, like however you've been getting visible, all of those ways, I kind of want you to just inventory them. And what you're looking for is like, what have you been saying in them? So in your content, what have you been saying? How much of your, so first of all, how frequently are you getting yourself out there? How often, how many opportunities do people have to see you? But then out of that, how many opportunities do they have to hear about certain things? So if you're only talking about, I don't know, one problem that they have and you're talking about it once every month, like that's not many opportunities for many eyes to get on it at all. But if you're talking about that same problem every single day for a month on all of your platforms, then yes, that's going to be a good chance that a lot of people see it. But what I want you to look for is out of all of the content that you put out, how frequently are you doing it? How frequently are you? putting yourself out there for the chance to get seen. I want you to get real with the numbers. I want you to say, is this really enough that eyes could hit me and that eyes could hit me in a way that over time really is trusting what I have to say? Or am I hopping around so much between what I'm talking about that there's nothing they can really trust because they're not hearing me talk about the same thing over and over? Or is it that I'm not even getting visible enough for them to even see me. So how frequently are you just putting yourself out there? But then how frequently are you talking about specific things? So this, these are the problems that you solve for other people, but also about you, your skills, your strengths, your talents. How often have you mentioned those? Because again, that's why people would hire you. People can hire any business coach. Why do people want to hire Rita? They want to hire Rita because of my strengths, my skills, and the way that I business coach right? It's not because I'm a business coach. There are a million business coaches. The reason they hire me is for this other piece. But they won't know that or even about me being the right fit if I'm not talking about it. So that's what you guys have to do, right? So you have to go, okay, let me inventory my post. Am I even being seen enough? And if I am being seen How consistent am I with what I'm talking about? How frequently am I talking about the same things over and over so that eyes hit it, eyes hear me talk about it in different ways, I'm going deep with it, they feel like I'm really an expert about this. So how many times are you talking about yourself, your skills, your strengths, your talents? How many times are you talking about the problems that you solve? That's what I want you to really think about. And also another thing to add in, how many posts are showing how you solve the problem? So you're talking about case studies and not just what you did, but like how you did it. Or you're actually giving people an opportunity to work with you in some way, a free challenge, a masterclass, so they can have that experience of how you solve problems, what it would be like to work with you. So get a real handle on that and then ask yourself what can change, what can improve, what can get better. Okay, guys, so now you know, 
right? This is it. Like you did it. I'm going to give you just a couple of takeaways, like some actual like exercises, but you did it. You got clear on who you are, what you bring to the table. And then you got clear on that second piece of who do I want to have along with me for the ride? I want to have people who have these problems, who want these results, who show up in this way, who resonate with these beliefs. And then right now that we have that authentic formula to get seen, but now we have to get seen. So now we have some real data and some real ideas around what you need to do to get seen in that way, but not just get seen more, get seen while you're talking about all of those things that we just talked about. Why you? Why are you the one that they want? That means talking about your skills, strengths, talents, and linking them to how you solve problems, whether that's just directly telling people or showing people through case studies, testimonials, through actual like experience with you and more. Okay, so here we go. Here's some exercises that you can do. I want you to start getting comfortable with no's right? The way to claim the spotlight and get over all the fear and everything we talked about in the last episode, the only way to get comfortable with something that makes you uncomfortable is doing it, doing it over and over and over and over. And no's are really terrifying to people. What if I share this point of view and people don't like me? What if they unsubscribe? What if they unfollow me? What if they say no thank you? I want you to make it a goal like to get no's. I want you to get no's all over the place. Like I want you to be so opinionated and I want you to be so firm and I want you to know I work with these people in this way just for a week. Try it on for a week and make it the goal to get no's. When that's your goal, when it's like, oh, I need to get X number of no's, you get really frustrated when you find out how hard it is to actually get a no, especially when you're showing up that way. So that's an exercise you can do. The other is to eliminate empty adjectives. So like Look at the post you're putting out there, testimonials, things that you're doing. Where are you saying something, but you're not showing it? So it could be like, I help you get success. Cool. That's an empty statement, an empty phrase. Talk about a time that you help somebody get success. What is success? What does that mean? Right. So kind of get like, just do it when you're going through your inventory. Look for empty phrases and adjectives and words. And ask how you can tell a story that would really illustrate and speak to that right person. And then do the gratitude exercise that we talked about, right? Like do that over and over and over again around, I'm grateful for blank and I'm grateful that I blank so that you link yourself to what you're grateful for. Now, here are three things I want you to summarize on all of this, okay? So after each one, pause it. But here is what I have to say about my industry and say it in one sentence. The next thing is, here's who really needs to hear this. And then I want you to describe the person who really needs to hear it. And then the last one is, and here's what makes me different. Here's why you want me to help. Whichever one of those speaks to you, okay? And that's kind of like your little formula that you need to, I keep calling it your little formula. It's a big formula that you need to infuse in everything you do. But this is how you claim the spotlight. This is how you get authentic and get seen so that you're attracting ideal clients and you're attracting them in ways that feel good with ease because you've identified what those ways are. You're showing up using those processes that feel good so you can get seen over and over repeatedly and frequently enough, but that's not enough. 
You're getting seen authentically in such a powerful way that speaks to all of the right people so that you're pushing away the people who aren't, but you're pulling in the people who are. So I hope this helps. I hope you really enjoyed this Break It Down episode. You can join me next week when I live coach someone through this very process. And at the end of it, you're going to be able to go, oh, okay, I got it. Like if you had any like ambiguity, vagueness, uncertainty, listening to someone else get coached on it will help you time and time again. And I'm even going to give them like more tangible ways that they can show up in their content specifically. So that will help you too. So I will talk to you next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, Thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode. Oh, oh, oh.